In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. I'm excited for today's topic. You and I have been thinking a lot about our wannabe friends out there. I think one of the cool things about the Pelvic PT OT Entrepreneurs Group or the Pelvipreneurs as we call the folks in there, almost half of the people, about 500 people in there are there because they are considering starting their own practice or they've made the decision to do it and haven't yet pulled the trigger. And I think one of the big things, so we're going to be doing an actual whole webinar helping with that decision titled, Am I Ready to Start My Own Practice? That is going to be on the night of June 28th. There will be details in the show notes. You guys will see emails about that coming out. So if you are a wannabe or that's on your radar, definitely something to check out. That webinar is going to be totally free. Just want to help you guys make a good decision because that's a huge decision in your lives. But one of the things that holds people back is this question. Is my clinical experience enough? Yes. And I think this might be one of the things that is sort of in this undercurrent of like you might not really know that's what you're worried about. But at the end of the day, when we actually talk to folks about it and we really talk to them about like fears of starting and all that kind of stuff, it, it a lot of times this is what comes out. And it might not be like the most forward facing issue that you've identified in your reluctance to actually start and pull the trigger. But a lot of times it is there. You're wor- wondering deep, deep down, is, am I going to be good enough to do this? Because at the end of the day, especially if you're, I mean, hopefully you're starting a cash-based PT practice because y'all know who, what our feelings are on that. At the point when you're going to make the jump to own your own practice, then you are going to be moving from usually moving from an insurance-based model to charging somebody every time they come in all of you should be at least at 150 bucks per session, but more often we're up in that like $200 range per session. And is that something that you are comfortable doing? And do you really believe that your clinical experience is enough to warrant that type of value? Yep, that is, it's really more at the end of the day about confidence than it is about experience. Because you can be a very experienced pelvic PT and not be very confident. And conversely, you can be a confident PT, but you might not have much experience. Now, that confidence might be totally baseless, (laughs) but at the end of the day, it's still confidence. It's still going to help you have the ability to tell somebody. Basically, you're going to have to answer the question. And the people who succeed most, and we've now, you know, had 300 applicants for our program. We have 100 people in the Rising Mentorship Group now. You need to be able to answer the question, why would somebody come to you and pay $200 to see you? when they could see an in-network person for free? And that's a big question. Yeah, let me hit that again. Why would someone come and pay $200 to see you when they could see an in-network person for free? 
and your answer better not be, well, in-network isn't always free and there's a copay and sometimes people have to make deductibles and maybe I can get them better a little bit faster and, and eventually they won't. No, it is going to be more expensive to see you than it is to be to see somebody who's in-network. In most cases, again, I know there's exceptions, but if you're basing your entire business model on the exceptions, you're not going to have a very successful time. So this is why I really think confidence is so key. One of the things that's really been cool for us to see now that we've been in this game for a while is that we've actually seen a lot of the people who have gained clinical confidence from the Pelvic PT Essentials course have actually ended up in our business mentorship program a couple years later, not ever having had a desire to start their own practice from the beginning. But when you have that clinical confidence, when you know your ethos, when you can articulate what it is you believe about pelvic PT, it becomes a lot easier to answer that question, why someone should come to see you. And a lot of us don't have to think that way. And so it's really interesting when people talk about like sometimes the most important business course that we recommend that we have is actually the public PT essentials because you're getting confidence and buy-in and understanding your ethos and all of those things that really translate well to overall business success because you're confident clinically. Yeah. And the other thing that I think we've seen too is that people that are really comfortable on social media, like ultimately what that ends up looking like is, especially if you are seeing somebody that is doing a lot of stories, they have to be articulating what they believe in pelvic floor PT. Like, what do you stand for? What are you doing? What's your opinion? And all of those things can be learned and it's a skill for sure. But at the end of the day, there is an inherent amount of belief that you have to have in yourself in order to be able to put yourself out there like that. And when Jesse asked like that question and to you guys, you should, if you're ready to start your business, that should be, even if it's not perfect, it should be an easy answer for you to think about. It should be like, oh, well, of course, blank. And you should be able to just start talking about that. And it's not something where you are what is making you unique? Why are people seeing you? Why is someone to see you? Not why are why is somebody else worse or something very generic. It's like specifically about you. What is that? Why are you special? And, and the I'll answer is not because you're an evidence-based practitioner. Okay. <laughs> if I see that on anybody else's website from now until the end of eternity, I'm going to go on a rampage. But guys... <laughs> Think about this. When you're saying what makes you unique, when you're saying answering that question, why should someone pay $200 to see you when they could see an in-network person for free? Do you really think they go to the in-network place and their website says, we actually don't believe in evidence at all? In fact, science is kind of bogus. We're just going to do whatever the hell we feel like. No, guess what? Their website says evidence-based too. Yeah. Everybody wants to be evidence-based. So this is where we got to get beyond those generic things. And I'm mostly joking about the evidence-based thing. I mean, don't do it. But it does drive us crazy. So I'm not joking about it at all, actually. But you got to get deeper than that. Like, what is it that really sets you apart? And how do I articulate that? And a lot of times, there's two things that hold us back from that. One is not knowing and not having sat with us and not being confident in ourselves. And then the second piece is not wanting to, by saying what we do well, we feel like we're putting somebody else down. And I think those are the two challenges that we face when we start to articulate that. And so, like Nicole said, that can be a work in progress. But when you ask that question, why would somebody come and see you? You better have an answer for that. Even if it's a little bit long or lengthy or wine, you know, run on sentences, whatever it is, but have the clinical confidence to be able to say that. And 
So I guess here's the, the underlying answer, right? Is my clinical experience enough? The answer is yes and maybe because the yes is you can start your own practice right out of PT school. We know people who have. And if you've got the ability to do that, that's great. That is going to be more of a challenge for you because we talk about it. There's four different jobs that you have to do when you start your practice. You have to be a clinician. You have to be a front desk person. You have to be an office manager and you have to be a marketing person. Those are your four positions. And guess what? You're not going to be good at at least three of them when you start. And so the people who have the most success are really able to lean on their clinical skills knowing that it's going to be a challenge to get somebody to call and then to convert them when they do call and get them into the clinic and do all the scheduling and all of that stuff. But at least at the end of the day, when they come in for their initial evaluation, I'm feeling really good that I'm going to get their buy-in. They're going to be coming back and I'm going to get them better. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is actually kind of an unpopular opinion that we have that you can start your practice right out of PT school. I think there would be a lot of people that are more experienced in the field saying like, that's not what you should do. And you need to get orthopedic experience first. And you should really be doing something for at least, you know, some arbitrary amount of years of experience in order before you start your practice. We've heard a lot of that bullshit. Which is usually that number is usually like two years less than the person who's talking to you about it. So if the person who's talking to you about that is a 20 year veteran, you need at least 18 years of experience before you can do your own thing, right? Which is the interesting thing. And so, but that clinical experience is going to be really important. Your business is going to be more successful if you do have a strong clinical base, but you can do whatever you want. And I would say that you need to, for sure, at least if you're super new, and we would call this double new, you're you're new at business and you're new at pelvic PT, that you would have a plan in place for what are you going to do when you are by yourself and you do get a complex person and that person flares and starts to email you and you actually don't know what to do. What is your plan for progressing your career beyond just Herman Wallace 1? Because that's not enough for any clinician to just be a pelvic floor PT and take the first beginning level things like that deems you appropriate for internal assessment vaginally, at least from Herman Wallace perspective, but it certainly doesn't make you a thorough, well-rounded pelvic PT. So you have to have a plan for that if you are going to be in that double new category. Absolutely. Here's the other thing that I think is also interesting is that there's not a perfect amount of experience that I think. So one of the questions when somebody asks this question, because we get this a lot, is my clinical experience enough? My question always back is like, well, when would you feel like it's enough? When would you feel experienced enough? Because there is something on the other side of that is when you've been in a system for a long time, you've developed all of these habits, it gets really hard to break those. So we've had people who join our programs who have worked in an insurance practice for 25, 30 years. And guess what? It's really hard to break some of those habits and reimagine what you want your practice to look like because you've been in that for so long. And you don't even realize that a lot of the things that you're doing on a daily basis are not because you believe it's clinically important or because it's legally required, but because some insurance company made that rule 30 years ago and you've been following it that whole time. Or even your hospital program makes these arbitrary rules because they are them. And then you're taking that as sort of gospel for something that you have to bring into your practice, which is just like usually not true. So there is... uh, issues on both ends of the spectrum, like too much experience in one form of uh, business and 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 not having enough experience clinically with being a pelvic PT. And I think the, the last, the real question for all of us here is where 
like what would the right amount of experience be? Because experience does not translate into clinical confidence. It does not translate into the ability to articulate why you're different. It does not translate into knowing your ethos. Actually sitting down and thinking through those things, thinking deeply, listening to podcasts like this one, those are the things that help you define your ethos. Those are the things that help you to become more clinically confident. It's not just thinking that, hey, if I go in and punch a clock at a place where I'm kind of checked out for a lot of years, that I'm going to automatically be a great PT at a certain time period is just crazy. Like it's just, you're just going to be doing the same thing over and over again. So that's where I really feel like it's not about the years of experience. It's about the confidence that you have and the fact that you know you can get people better and you know there's something unique or different that you can offer them. And that's what's going to make you a really great business owner. And one of the ways that we also make sure that this is shored up before we grow beyond ourselves and do all kinds of other things in our business, because we have like a a business pyramid that we go over with every single person that does our mentorship program. But one of the most important pieces in that foundational piece is the vision and values. And it's the answer to a lot of people's marketing problems. It's the answer to being confident to actually charge the amount to raise prices and charge the amount that you're worth, it ends up being a huge issue. So if you don't answer that question now, you're going to have to face it later. And so we really want that to kind of hit home for you all that are in this wannabe sort of startup purgatory phase where you've made the decision, but you haven't really taken actionable steps yet to, to physically do it or declare it publicly. You've made the decision in your head, but you're not quite sure you really want to pull, you haven't really pulled the trigger yet on anything actually tangible. And we need to like step back and say like, what, why is that? What's holding you back? And a lot of times it comes back to some of this confidence issue. Am I really confident in, in doing this? Comes back to fear of failure, comes back to a lot of things. But um, so the answer, like we said, is are you clinically experienced enough? Probably. And maybe not. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the PT world, it depends. So if you guys are in this wannabe stage, make sure to register for that free webinar we're going to be doing over this in a lot more depth. We're going to be talking about a lot of those other things that Nicole was talking about, right? Am I ready financially? Am I ready in terms of my family, my lifestyle, my time? How do I overcome this fear of failure, this fear of embarrassment, this fear of putting myself out there? Are there legal things that I need to be afraid of? Because my PT school drilled that into me that I was definitely going to get sued before the end of my career. All of those things are things that hold us back and we want to really discuss. But I love the the way we're talking about this, Nicole, like that lack of clinical confidence is a poison in your business. It really affects a lot of different things. And you're you're exactly right with what you said, Nicole. There's going to be a reckoning for that. And I would much rather you have that early on where you can answer that question confidently. Why should someone pay $200 to see me when they could see an in-network person for free? Then have that be something that is poisoning your business for years to come. It's going to affect your pricing. It's going to affect your clinical buy-in. It's going to affect the frequency of people coming in. It's going to affect whether or not they complete their plan of care. It's going to affect how much time-sucking nonsense, TSN, you do. It's going to affect the way you chart all of that stuff. So... If you guys are in that wannabe category, think about registering for that webinar on June 28th. Am I ready to start my own practice? That's going to be totally free. We'll have a link in the show notes. Also, if this is something that you struggle with, then look at the Pelvic PT Essentials. That is what that whole course is designed to do, is to give you the confidence to progress a patient through the four phases of treatment. It's a clinical course, but I can tell you that that basis of confidence is so important when it comes to business. 
it's going to make or break what it is that you do. So hope to see you guys who are in that wannabe phase on June 28th. I think that's it. If you guys have questions about this, we're going to be putting some polls up in the public PT OT entrepreneur group. But as always, we want to keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise.